On this episode of Bright Future, I talk about the Fair Tax Act of 2023, a bill currently in Congress. And considering I, your host, is named Samuel Adams, you can bet I have some strong things to say about taxes. But please call me Sam. This is a weekly political and philosophical podcast that aims to look at our current events and how we may do better, so that there may one day be a brighter future. With no further ado, let's begin this week's episode, which I have titled, The Atlas Tax. I briefly mentioned in last week's episode about a bill from a previous congressional session, the Fair Tax Act of 2021, which was never put into law. I said that it was probably a good thing because it would have set a national sales tax at a rate of 23%. For some perspective, currently there is no national sales tax, just state sales tax, with the highest being Tennessee at 9.5%, and the lowest being Oregon, Delaware, Montana, and New Hampshire, all with 0%. However, because the Fair Tax Act of 2021 wasn't the main focus of the episode, I didn't look into it too deeply. Now, with it being reintroduced into the 118th Congress as the Fair Tax Act of 2023, let's do a proper dive into it. First, a summary. This bill is 132 pages long, and starts with the following paragraph. A bill to promote freedom, fairness, and economic opportunity by repealing the income tax and other taxes, abolishing the Internal Revenue Service, and by enacting a national sales tax to be administered primarily by the states. That sounds like a solid thesis statement, but how does the bill actually go about accomplishing these things? I'll start with the enacting a national sales tax part. Currently, whenever I go to the store or buy something, I get charged a little bit extra, and that extra bit goes to state or federal governments to help them operate. For Nebraska, sales tax is 5.5%, with an extra 1% or 2% tacked on by smaller local governments. But should this act pass, it would remove that state tax and instead impose a much greater 23% sales tax. In addition, for state tax, there are some exceptions. Like in Nebraska, some things that are exempt from sales tax include food, rent, and nonprofit organizations, and a few other things as well. However, the Fair Tax Act of 2023 adds no such exceptions, except for the nonprofit organizations, and for them, it only goes up to a certain dollar amount of purchases per year. The first 1,200 organizations spend is exempt from the tax, but after that, their income, their sales tax is taxed just like everyone else. However, the Fair Tax Act of 2023 does add an option to receive a monthly rebate, depending on family size and poverty guidelines. So after you've bought everything for the month, you can apply to try and get some of that sales tax back. Next, the bill would straight up strike out the IRS and cut all of its funding by 2027. Instead, any necessary responsibilities left over by the IRS would be placed in the Department of the Treasury. Currently, the Internal Revenue Service is basically responsible for making sure people pay their taxes, but they've had a tough time doing it over the past 20 years. To the point that they regularly need to outsource the job to various private financial firms. The IRS estimates that the top 5% of earners, so the top 5% richest people, 
are responsible for over half of all unpaid taxes. But because the IRS has seen its power and funding regularly cut, they've been unable to properly investigate the unpaid taxes of the people who have enough money to be able to hire expensive finance lawyers. So instead, to ensure that the government still gets paid, the IRS needs to focus on the bottom 20% of owners, who only account for 10% of all in-paid taxes. In addition, the software that the IRS uses, the Individual Master File, is a program that is more than 50 years old and is prone to many issues. So far to me, it sounds like the IRS needs support and more power to properly investigate the rich. But they probably don't need guns for that, so I'm very confused as to why they made a $700,000 purchase of ammunition last year. We probably shouldn't let them keep those. Lastly, the bill repeals the income tax. The income tax, or the 16th Amendment to the United States Constitution, was originally added in 1913, and it was added in response to an 1895 Supreme Court case, Pollock v. Farmers Loan and Trust Co. For some background to this, in 1892, President Grover Cleveland passed into law the Wilson-Gorman Tariff Act, which allowed a 2% income tax on corporations, that had an income of over $4,000, or $121,000 adjusted for inflation in 2021's dollars. The New York-based Farmers Loan and Trust Company announced to its shareholders that it would not only comply with this 2% tax, but also provide to the Department of the Treasury the names of the people that the company acted for, including Charles Pollock. Now, Charles, Charles Pollock only owned 10 shares worth of stock in the Farmers Loan Company, but if the company paid the tax, his 10 shares would be worth 2% less, and the income that those shares generated would also be taxed. So, Charles Pollock decided to sue to prevent that from happening, by preventing the company from paying the tax altogether. And initially, he lost in all lower courts, but finally managed to appeal to the Supreme Court. At the time, the Constitution stated that taxes had to be applied in proportion to a state's population. The Supreme Court that decided because the Wilson-Gorman Tariff Act applied taxes that had not been proportioned by the state's population, but instead just applied a flat 2% tax, that the act was unconstitutional. And this was a tight decision. Five justices agreed, but four were against. Nevertheless, the Wilson-Gorman Tariff Act was overwritten and thrown out. So in order to get around this decision, Congress passed the 16th Amendment in 1913 that overruled the Supreme Court decision, and allowed, and in addition to corporate incomes, also began taxing individual incomes. So repealing the 16th Amendment would mean no more income tax, right? Well, probably not. The Supreme Court later ruled in 1916 and then in 1926 that the 16th Amendment added no new power of taxation that Congress already had the power to tax all incomes prior to it. So repealing the 16th Amendment doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get back the 19% of my income that flies away every two weeks. And, alright, I kind of lied. The bill, the... 
the Fair Tax Act of 2023 doesn't actually repeal the 16th Amendment on its own. No bill can actually overrule an amendment. Only a new amendment can. Instead, the Act plans to repeal itself if the 16th Amendment isn't repealed within seven years of the bill becoming a law. And this is where things start to bother me. Well, start to bother me more. Mostly, the timeline of these various events. Should the bill pass, the very first thing that would happen would be the national 23% sales tax, which goes into effect in 2025. At that point, I would be paying both my income tax and the sales tax on anything that I buy. Then, two years later, in 2027, the funding for the IRS would run out. The Fair Tax Act would stay in effect all the way until 2030. At that point, one of two things happens. Either the 16th Amendment would need to be repealed by then, or the Fair Tax Act would expire. So consider the two possible scenarios. The Fair Tax Act passes, and suddenly you're still paying both your income tax and this new federal sales tax. During the next four years, the IRS has its funding growing tighter and tighter. So instead of auditing the top earners, it needs to instead focus on auditing the lowest earners because it's cheaper. Until finally, in 2077, or sorry, 2027, their funding runs out and they can no longer audit anyone. At that point, the worst thing that could happen happens. The 16th Amendment is repealed and it has no effect as determined by those Supreme Court decisions. Congress continues to collect income tax because they were still allowed to regardless of that amendment according to those later Supreme Court decisions in 1916 and 1926. Even the alternative is bad, though not as bad. If the 16th Amendment isn't repealed, the Fair Tax Act would go away instead. But at this point, in 2030, the IRS has been defunded for the past three years. Offices have been sold, buildings demolished or replaced by other businesses, and the employees have moved on. So in this scenario, the government's only source of income goes back to just the income tax, but they can no longer audit anyone to enforce paying it. They would need to build a whole new institution from scratch, or just shunt all of those extra responsibilities onto the Treasury Department. I am not a great and well-educated economist. It is entirely possible that I am wildly misinterpreting this bill and what kind of effect it would actually have should it become law. But I am an average American citizen of reasonable judgment. I should be able to understand the laws that may radically alter my life. I hope that I'm interpreting the possibilities correctly, because then I can know that I am strongly against this bill, and while I agree that our tax system is broken, these are not the correct steps to take to fix it. Otherwise, I, and possibly many others, are misinterpreting a bill that would greatly affect us every single time we swipe our bank cards. So what do you think? I've had too much magic milk to think much. I don't even know what that is. It's a PG-13 way of saying something else. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, well, I, 
I, I know our tax system is broken, but I feel like the answer is more support to the IRS, not removing all of the support to the IRS. Because then they can properly audit. It's going to be about as useful as Valkyr when no melees are allowed. For context, he's talking about Warframe, and Valkyr is a Warframe that focuses on melee-based builds. Usually these uh, these, uh, podcasts aren't tailored to video games, though I did name this episode The Atlas Tax. Do you know why, or can you guess why? It seems very flimsy, unlike Atlas. Well... So I don't know. I talked earlier about how the Supreme Court ruled in 1916 that the 16th Amendment added no new power of taxation. If you've played No Man's Sky... If you've played No Man's Sky... In No Man's Sky, the whole world, it, oh. uh, the whole world around No Man's Sky is within a simulation inside of a supercomputer yeah. named Atlas. Atlas is making all of these simulations in an effort to find a way to save itself because it only has 16 minutes left to live. 16. 19-16. 16th Amendment. Hence why I titled this episode The Atlas Tax. Oh, yeah. 16, 16, 16, 16. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But if, like, it doesn't do anything, like, you've only got 60 minutes left to play the game, right? No, the game just keeps going. So. Well, it's like an extreme supercomputer. It's quantum computing reality at its core. So. In an effort to find a way to happen. save itself, yeah, because it's running out of power. Because it's running out of power like the, the IRS is running out of power. Oh, well, that's actually <laughs> funny. That's yes, uh, I'm very clever, I know. Yeah, but you had to choose, like, the most irrelevant thing possible. Well, no, this this build, the, the fair people tax... that actually play No Man's Sky and would actually <laughs> get that is ridiculously small print. Probably, but also... This bill is the second most viewed bill over the past week on the congress.gov website. And that's not surprising, to be honest. A lot of people are going to be scared of it in its existence. And what's the real purpose behind it? Who drafted it and for what reason? Yeah, so... Oh, never mind. It is Here's now the most viewed bill on Congress over the past week. The Fair Tax Act of 2023. It was the most viewed bill yesterday. Because it was introduced on the 9th, but hasn't gone anywhere yet, so... Yeah, that's not surprising. Nobody's gonna want to push something like that. Sounds like something that's gonna cause another riot. Well, you say that, but this is the second time it's existed. This yeah. bill was originally called the Fair Tax Act of 2021 in the last congressional session. So. People are trying to do it. I, and I'm not a fan of it because, you know, the people with the expensive finance layers are going to be able to dodge it. And I am not. 
plus the timeline of that is just why enact the tax first, then years later repeal the income tax, which might not even repeal the income tax. Oh. I want to let everyone get their P's and Q's in order, but they're just going to add more trouble on top of it, and it's going to crash the economy even further into the ground than they already have, and it's just going to cause more chaos and panic than any help. I, I kind of want to get like an actual economist on the show. I wish I should have tried to do that for this episode to try and see what we could actually do to try and solve this instead of this. <laughs> well, the first thing to do is the expectation to make money out of nothing. There are so many ways in the United States that people are trying to make money from nothing, even though there is nothing of value there. Reminds me of alchemy economics, the idea of trying to turn lead into gold. Oh yeah, it's completely the same thing. Some of the worst offenders, and I know some people are going to hate me for saying this, but it's going to be stuff like artists and investors and bankers. Or those people who are like, okay, uh, I am going to get blamed for this, hey. but what? Banana on a wall. Oh god, someone really just duct taped a banana to a wall and called it art, yeah. and did it sell? I don't remember if that was like a joke and like they just found an empty no, it wall made in a museum. For like a half a million dollars, didn't oh. it? I don't know. But yeah, someone called that art, and it's like <laughs> making money out of nothing. It is essentially the definition of alchemy economics. Well, I was going to say the people who like... Really, it's like recently it's been with beauty products, right? Where they'll like have one distributor and they'll be like, hey, you can become a salesperson. So I'm going to sell you these beauty products and you sell them to your friends. And like, that's a pyramid scheme. That's yes. what that is. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, stock markets that way, too. Yeah. Buy more stocks to get more money to get more stocks to buy. Well, I mean, more money. That's not quite the same thing, because, I mean, you do oh, yeah, buy them to sell them later, but... tangibility to it, but at the exact same time, who's to guarantee or say that a stock's going to retain value or worth at any point in time? No one does. Everyone knows it's gambling at the exact same time as trying to make infinite money out of nothing. Well, I suppose, so, like, the, the difference would bad. be, like, kind of like buying a house, right? You're buying a house... But, like, while you have the house, you can live in it, right? But it's still gaining value over time. At least until the market collapses. I hope that happens sometime yeah, in the I next mean, few years so I can buy a house. The inflation's going to be what makes you money. Otherwise, the only way to put more money into it is to invest time, money, and effort into upkeep and maintenance and improving the property's value by adding significant modifications to the structure foundation of the property so you have to spend money to make money but you're not going to be able to just miraculously say over time this property is worth more 
Yeah, basically everyone under the age of 30 is just poking the housing market going, come on, collapse already. I can finally afford to live. Uh. Um, everybody over the age of like, yeah, 18 really is waiting for the housing market to just crash and become affordable in some way. But I don't think that's going to happen in the next 10 years, maybe 20 years really. Yeah, probably not. But it, it's I mean, nice to I'm dream, really right? I'm honestly kind of jealous of one of my high school teachers who, in my senior year of high school, managed to snag a zero APR on his mortgage. I don't even understand what that means, so. That's pretty much the interest rate on his mortgage bill. He pretty much gets a flat rate on his mortgage and doesn't have to pay any additional interest on top of it. Just that does sound pretty good. Borrowed for it. Well, if you're looking at it this way, it's more or less, hey, bank, loan me half a million dollars. I'll pay you back later. Okay, we're going to add on this small amount of money that you owe us, but we're not going to charge you any interest, so you can pretty much take as long as you want, but there's going to be extra fees if you don't pay us. That In does sound pretty great. Right. Yeah. But at the exact same time, it's kind of like your bank pays you interest, so you're going to get interest from there. Yeah. Theoretically, but most banks give you less than like 1%. Anything else to add to the fair tax act? Charge you like five percent per month. I got nothing to add other than poke the housing market, hope it collapse. (laughs) Anything else to add to the fair tax act? Thing you can really do is if you're going to invest in something, invest in a rental property because that's the only thing that's going to have an actual valuable income out of it. Just for the factor that you tell other people, hey, you live here, take care of the property, don't damage it, and pay me monthly. Man, if I could afford to become a landlord. (laughs) Oh yeah, if you could grab yourself a duplex, you could actually manage to pretty much drop your primary job and just be a streamer and actually dedicate time (laughs) and effort to learning how to stream. Probably. But, like, you're actually going to be able to do that anytime soon, but hey. It's nice to dream sometimes, okay? Oh, yeah, we're all dreaming in the same dream, but that dream's going to suffocate us all. If only I could just never pay taxes, or dodge taxes, that would be great. But, you know, I'm not rich, so... I mean, the real first investment, if you get a rental house that you should really go for, is solar. Solar and wind. Just get as much solar and wind as you can. Oh yeah, because then you can just use those to... You can make money off of that by giving extra power to the grid, right? If or at the very least. structure is in the right position to produce enough via solar, yes. Yeah. Or at the very least, uh, lower your monthly you cost. you want to grab solar and wind because you want the backup power. Like, if the grid collapses and goes down, your house still has power because you have that backup generator. But also, you can get a small monthly kickback from adding power to the grid. That would be pretty nice. 
Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of it is we don't have a rooted value for currency anymore, so it's just going to keep it's going up. A gold up. standard. We need to get back on a gold standard. Going to be about as bad as yen. Yeah, a gold standard would be really. Who got rid of the gold? It was Nixon who got rid of it, isn't it? Yeah, but at the time we needed to get rid of it, so we don't. But have putting it back might be a good idea. We don't really have a way to anymore. Yeah. Because gold is too valuable for usage. It would have been nice to get an economist on the show to actually ask all these questions to. I should do that in the future if I ever do another episode okay. like this. So here's a question. Would you rather have gold ingots sitting in the bank to represent how much money you have, or would you want to have gold ingots being put towards comprising very expensive, very useful, valuable electronic components that you use every day? Sorry, gold ingots in the bank to represent how much money I have. Why did you use gold ingots plural? It wouldn't even be one. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. But some people it would be. And my mom's in chat here. There's a lot of work to do with rental properties. It's not as easy as he makes it sound. A lot of money is needed up front to get it started. Yeah. If I had a lot yeah. of money up front I mean, to get it started, the then it would be pretty nice. I would just be able to, to stay there and basically handle everything that I need to handle, of course, with the rental. I'd probably be working less than 40 hours a week doing that. I mean, Instead, yes, but at the same time, you'd have like twice the amount of taxation information that you need to fill out and maintain and manage. That's the I didn't even mention that problem with the um with the various tax companies and their um what is it that they do? They uh the lobby Congress to make it as complicated as possible. That way you can pay them to make it easier. Oh yeah, stuff like Tax Act and whatnot. Oh yeah. I didn't even talk about them, but yeah, those are problems. Well, I say they're problems, then they're going to be doing my taxes later this year. They're going to be like, you owe three and a half million dollars. I'm like, crap, I shouldn't have said that in that podcast. Yeah, the big issue is that no one wants to disassemble them because they're like, Hey, we make jobs. You can't get rid of us. Yep. I mean, on the one hand, they they do. On the other hand, the IRS needs Nobody should need to be able to do that job. Instead, teachers should actually be teaching this in school so people can actually deal with it. Yeah, it would be nice if I was taught in school how to pay taxes or, like, when do I need to do it or how do I do it? I need to do it soon, don't I? Isn't that later this or in a couple of Do it before weeks? April. Before April, okay. Yeah, before April eighteenth. That is the cutoff. Okay. But you can file them as early as like November, I think. So I think you get like six months you can do it, but if you the company you work for does like December 1st of the year 
Christmas bonuses, and those Christmas bonuses are taxable. You want to wait to make sure you actually get that Christmas bonus so you can actually put that information in on how much you got. Good to know. I should probably, you know. You were taught personal well, finance class. I mean, yeah, I did have a personal finance class, but they did not teach me how to do taxes or when. There was not a day for any of that. It no. did have me... The one thing that I remember from that class is it had me set up what my life was going to be like in a certain job in a certain area. So it showed me what the cost of living was, like monthly rent, things like that. So it found like, so what it had me do was like find a job online that I would work in in the future. Find where I would need to live for that job and how I would like rent and how much I was going to put towards savings and all of that. Yeah, That's all the personal finance class taught me. And to be honest, what you could do. And to be honest, it didn't teach me that very well either. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, when it actually comes down to budgeting, it's a lot more complicated and difficult than just simply finding out these few mathematical things. Yeah. Because there are so many other things besides just the basic core things that you're going to want to do or need to do, and you're not going to be able to manage it off just... Internet is a great resource if you think critically. You can learn everything you need to know. Yeah, that's how I research these episodes. I mean, I guess I could just look up, hey, when do I need to do my taxes? Like, that would have been a good idea. But, um... It's probably marked on your phone's calendar, believe it or not. Probably. It's like a holiday on the calendar, yeah. Yeah, it's great, great to meet your mother. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Mom's in chat, yeah. I think she also joined the Discord server, so she could join the voice chat if she wanted. Oh, she said she had a cold, though, so maybe not. Yeah, no, I'm not going to expect your mom to join or push her to. It's just good to know. I need to work on, like, the, uh... What's it called? Why? Why is the word suddenly escaping me? I literally had it in my mind half a second ago. The playlist, the, the playlist me. for the for the music for the episode, because I have like music playing in the background and I need to right now. It's only got 14 songs on it and I need to add more. So I'm going to have to do that more often later. It actually ran through all of the songs while we were talking and uh, stopped playing and I didn't even notice. So. Oh, oh. I think that's all I got. You got anything else? Not really. All right, then. You Thank you for listening to this episode of Bright Future. Check the description for more information, including the resources I used to build this episode. You can also join our Discord server to discuss these and other topics, as well as join in when these episodes are recorded every Monday at 7 p.m. Central. If you would like to support the show or spread the word, I have a merch store full of items that show off both the show's logo and the icons for individual episodes. These episodes are released every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central, so I'll see you back here next week. I forget to mention the 